Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast where we're breaking down the movie industry's night of nights. That is the 93rd Academy Awards. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I love the Oscars. Let's do this. I'm Timmy Flynn's movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we could not be doing a more apropos episode than wrapping up the Oscars that was 2021, Lee. As you said, I love the Oscars. (laughs) It literally is my favourite time of the year. Like, I like it more than Christmas, birthday, any other milestone. It's just a shame that the actors didn't love it as much this year. No, well, half of them weren't there. Yeah, but they looked very bored. Did you notice that? Well, if the camera was pointed at me, I would have looked pretty bored as well. (laughs) (sighs) Let's break it down, shall we? Okay, so we're kind of going to approach this episode with a couple of headlines. So we're going to start off by talking about the telecast itself and how they brought it together in the face of COVID restrictions and all those sorts of things. Then we're going to talk about the best and worst moments from the night. And then we're going to go through and talk about any surprises, snubs, who took the award away, who didn't, and any iconic moments that happened at that moment of elation when they're holding that golden man. So the ceremony was delayed. Until April, normally it takes place around February, yeah. early March, doesn't it? Mm. Which, to me, I'd be gagging at the bit 
to get there and have that night, but it just really didn't seem like anyone was to me. Yeah, the energy in the room didn't exist. Yeah. But it had a really strong opening, I found, with Regina King. Let's talk about that because she strutted in like a queen and I thought, yes, this is what I want to see. Yeah, and I was actually really open to it being in a new location at Union Station in Los Mm. Angeles. The space felt very intimate. Felt premium. You had velvet booths with Oscar branded lampshades, but I think it quickly fell off a cliff from there yeah, for me. It's not a bad location visually, definitely mm. not. And for the small amount of people that were there, and they chose those people very, very carefully, mm. as you could you could tell. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of the huge names there. You had Reese Witherspoon, Brad Pitt, Glenn mm. Close. Um, Regina King, I would have loved to have seen her host the whole thing just to have that consistent thread running through it. I have a real issue with the fact that there is no host at the Oscars anymore. Mm. And I think if there was any year to hold this telecast together in how fragmented it was, Mm. is to get a fucking host Mm. to like lead the charge and to keep people engaged, not only in the room, but at home. Is it a time thing? Are they cutting out You know, the speeches in between people walking on stage and walking off stage. I have never had an issue with the length that the Oscars go for. Gimme, gimme, gimme. It could Mm. go for six hours and I wouldn't care. But, yeah, I think they are concerned at a time position. Anyway, I I just think the Oscars is so iconic with a host. Mm. And when you take that flavour away, that key ingredient away, what have you got? You're just listing off names. Yep. And speaking of another key ingredient... One thing that I really, really, really missed was the best original song performances. Yes. Oh, I, that didn't make sense as to why that wasn't there. Like just to break up the telecast and give it some light and shade and some actual like colour and excitement. Even if people were zooming in from elsewhere, you know, they mm. do that for the Grammys, don't they? Yeah. They have them at different locations all over the place. Yeah, set up a stage here, set up a stage there. Yeah. There were incredible songs that we never really got to a to appreciate if you hadn't seen the mm. film or stuck around for the closing credits of a movie where the usual songs play, you, there were just like a name title and the person who, who wrote and sang the song. Like it really was a yeah disappointing thing. Can I talk about the space? Mm. I felt like the lighting was really off. I'm getting really nitpicky here, but it really bothered me. How it was, so? It was too bright. And to me, it felt like a glorified press conference and how the space was dressed. Right, okay. And the sheen of the Oscars was missing. And they had those huge windows that just let in too much light and it just took the glimmer away from the, the camera shots. Why didn't they do some bits at the Dolby Theatre? Like, I can understand they couldn't have the whole thing at the Dolby Theatre because there's too many people in one space. Mm. But surely you could have had it from both locations spread out. Yeah, But when they cut to those people, actors, crew in the UK, Mm. it did look really strange because they were so spread out in the theatre that they were in. And you think that would just have been a real aesthetic eyesore if they did that in the the Dolby Theatre, I think. When you have a different space like all the velvet booths and everything, it feels full. Uh, But they're still spatially, you know, socially distanced and all those things. But... I really missed the character of the Dolby Theatre. I really, really did. But maybe the performances could have been happening at the Dolby Theatre. Why didn't you produce this telecast? Like, honestly. Just because Steven Soderbergh did. And honestly, I expected more. You know what really surprised me about names like Steven Soderbergh involved? Mm. I don't know how you felt about how the telecast was actually filmed. Like, the mm. shots. 
they were working in far too complicated a space to frame the shots and set them up and deliver them effectively, especially oh, I was so distracted by when they were going through the best sound nominees. Mm. You know, the, the steady cam swinging around, not knowing who to point the camera at. It was just an mm. absolute disaster. I felt dizzy watching this movie. I don't know how you felt about that. Yeah, it was jarring. It was definitely jarring. There was this aspect they introduced as well, the trivia. They were giving trivia tidbits about all the nominees, which I really enjoyed to begin with. And then it became like a laundry list of trivia things. Yeah, it was just talking heads the whole two and a half hours. And then as some kind of entertainment to break it up, someone went into the audience and asked some of the nominees some trivia questions. Yeah, music guessing song game, which I actually loved. I've got that as one of the best moments. It was just – it it put some life into a drab telecast, but I felt like it was too little too late. You didn't like it. I feel like it wasn't prepped well enough, although Glenn Close (laughs) gyrating to (laughs) debut is one of the iconic moments of the Oscars, one of the only iconic moments, but obviously set up. That's the performance she should win her first Oscar for. (laughs) (laughs) Twerking to debut. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, that that kind of happened, then ended, and it was just back to to talking heads. Can I talk about DJ Questlove? I love him, so just be careful what you're about to say here. Okay, all right. Well, luckily we are far apart. Mm -hmm. You can't kick me under the table. I found him to be a nice, fresh touch. I really did. When he was first introduced... I was like, yes, I love him too. This is unique. You know he is the DJ on Jimmy Fallon. Yes, yeah. So I'm familiar with him and and his Mm. personality and his work. But my fucking God, the wiki wiki leading into every segment from the break Mm. just had me fuming. Like I just, if I had one more wiki wiki wiki, I was going to scream. And (laughs) the iconic orchestra was missing. Yeah. Wow. What a misstep that was. While we're on the subject of music, and I completely agree with you on that aspect, the in memoriam sequence, mm. the music w- did not fit. Oh my god, the tempo was just too fast. Blink and you would miss someone, and a little bit upbeat. Too upbeat. Like I know you're meant to feel good and celebrate these people's lives and careers, but I felt uncomfortable with the song choice, and it was like flashing mm. right at you, and I thought it was in poor taste. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're tearing this to shreds. Well, to be honestly, I like the writings on the wall. They really fucked this up. I have to say, yeah. I was really, really disappointed. The Oscars is the creme de la creme of an awards ceremony. Mm. It's what everything is based on, where the expectation should lie, and for others to emulate. And they were taking risks, and it was the year to do that. I totally appreciate and understand that, mm. but they just got it so wrong. Get you in next time, hey? Oh, no. I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the surprises and snubs. Now, Chadwick Boseman was mm-hmm. expected to win Best Actor for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he was. Do you think that was the right choice to go to Anthony Hopkins? Personally, for me, yes. Yep. Yeah, I think he absolutely deserved to take that win. But people are quite upset about it. And it's another thing we need to talk about with the way the ceremony was set up, actually. We need to jump back to that, is Mm. that it didn't end with Best Film. I thought I'd skipped. I didn't realise that they'd made that choice. And I thought, where's Best Actor and Actress? Mm. Are we at the end? It really took me by surprise. And I think that was a really, really poor choice. Yeah. Especially because Anthony Hopkins didn't wasn't there to give a speech. I mean, it was the perfect ending for a bit of a dud award ceremony. It was just like, 
It was and just, and uh, the Academy accepts it on his behalf. Bye. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> and then he did uh, publish on his Instagram account a really heartfelt, beautiful yeah. video thanking the Academy and paying homage to Chadwick Boseman. He was in Wales. He would have been asleep. Like, he's an 83-year-old man or something, yeah. you know. Like, it's no surprise, but it was a bit of a letdown for the end of a, a mm. big ceremony. There's some conjecture that that was done because they thought that Chadwick Boseman was going to take it away. Yeah, that's what everyone's talking about, aren't they? Mm. Mm. I think that's very cynical. I, d- I don't know why they did it. If that was the reason, then that upsets me. But if they just wanted to mix it up, I don't know. I mean, how good would it have been to have ended with – Nomad Land accepting the best film and Francis McDormand's howling at the moon. That would have been perfect. It was the thing I didn't know I needed in my life. Yeah. I don't quite understand why she did it. Do you? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that was the thing in the movie, wasn't it? That you were, they were nomads. Oh my God. Duh. I feel stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it really random, but now it all makes sense. I mean, they could have had in Best Picture as well. They've, there's eight nominations. They could have had 10. Yeah. Who was missing from those oh. nominations for you? Oh, do you have an answer? Can you go before me? I've got to think about this. I was disappointed to not see Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie I loved. I found flaws with it, but it, it's an important one. Mm-hmm. And it won awards at Sundance and was a favourite on the festival circuit. So it's Oscars fodder. Like it it should have been there, I think. Yeah, fair. And Kajillionaire. Oh, I'd put that in there for sure. More specifically for set design. Yeah. And Evan Rachel Wood's performance. I'm surprised that she wasn't nominated. Yeah, me too. That's that's a very good point. Also in the best actress category, just not being nominated was Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit. Yeah, really? I mean, we had our issues with the film. I loved her I, in it. But she was phenomenal. It was the best performance of her career. And I think she should have been in there. Really? Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> they don't often nominate comedies, though, do they? Like comedic roles don't often get in there. No, very, very rarely. The, how they make the cut is in the Golden Globes where they literally split out a category for musical comedy. Um, that's where you see the likes of Borat, subsequent movie film, being nominated for Best Picture and, and mm. stuff because you'll yeah. never see that at the Oscars. No, but I mean we did see um, the actress from Borat nominated, which was really cool. Yes, I stand corrected mm-hmm. as Best Supporting Actress, yeah. correct. But no, definitely I think Eliza Hitman's never really sometimes always should have been there. Mm. Another notable omission for me was The Invisible Man for Best Cinematography. Wow. Stefan Dushian, who is an Australian, I believe. Yes. He should have been there. Yes. For Best Cinematography. You know, the issue with that sometimes is when a film is released too early in the calendar year, mm. it kind of gets forgotten about and you need a – a cinema house to really endorse and push a film title to be nominated for certain yeah. things. So maybe it just didn't have the backing of Universal. And that was when COVID went down. It kind of got lost in that first wave of releases that was mm. sort of still happening as COVID was unfolding, unfortunately. Yeah, and I saw that in cinemas. Very, very lucky. And hopefully it finds another opportunity and you should absolutely see The Invisible Man for the cinematography alone. Not a surprise. Well, I guess a little bit of a surprise is that the Oscars is generally all about heavy hitters, which means that the little folk, and I put this in quote marks, don't often get the recognition they deserve. But I was really heartened to see some great international films recognised here, like Another Round and Minari. Yes. It's really, really good to see. And obviously off the back of Parasite last year, 
it's kind of maybe not set a precedent, but opened up the eyes and ears of the Academy to appreciate international cinema and give them the accolades they so deserve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was great to see. This is one for you. Okay. In Best Original Song, some great songs there, Mm -hmm. but Loyal, Brave and True from Mulan. Do you think that could have been in there? Nah. No? No. It usually would have been. I would I would have put money on the fact that a Disney movie song would have been in there. Yeah, it's kind of like a prerequisite, kind of yeah. like Pixar in the best animated film category. Mm. They're at least nominated, if not win every damn time. Oh, I knew Soul was going to walk away with best animation. Oh, I was so happy with that. And best score. Like the music in that film was absolutely everything. You know, I do agree with that actually. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, jazz music was the beating heart of that film. Yeah. Can we just bow down to Chloe Zhao? For yes. winning Best Director, yes. the second female in history uh, and the first woman of colour to take out the award. And she said some really, really poignant, beautiful things which lifted the curtain on who she is as a person and, mm. a, and a creative that I've always found goodness in the people I've met and to hold on to the goodness in you and others uh, was just, yeah, really, really nice to to hear. The speeches in general in the night were amazing. Mm, you know, so wonderful. Thomas Vinterberg's one was so emotional, so moving, so mm, beautiful. Yeah. Um, my favourite, Florian Zeller, coming <laughs> yes. in from France. You gave him good luck. I did. Yeah. He won. I mean, the top categories were absolutely stacked this year. Mm. Best director, I'm so happy that Chloe Zhao won. I would have been happy with Emerald Fennell too. Yes. Lee Isaac Chung. Even David Fincher was doing some great work with Mank yeah. or Thomas Vinterberg for another round. I bet you're happy with Emerald Fennell taking out the best yes. original screenplay nod. Yes. Who else was in that category with her? We had um, Will Burson and Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah, mm. Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago 7, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Darius Marder and Abraham Marder for Sound of Metal. Yeah, you know what really took me by surprise was that Promising Young Woman Mm. was filmed in 23 days. While she was pregnant. Yeah, like seven months pregnant. She's amazing. I think she said in a speech that she was like crossing her legs, like the whole whole shoot, (laughs) hoping that her bubba didn't come. Um, I'm so happy that she won. I really am so happy that she won. So deservedly. Yes, the best screenplay, original screenplay of the year. Definitely. uh, Hands down. We were talking about favourite speeches and how good they Mm. are. One of the most iconic moments, not only was Daniel Kaluuya's speech really incredibly (laughs) emotional and moving, but he said he thanked his mum and dad for having sex, you know, for bringing him into the world. His speech was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. (laughs) It was just... Um, Chaotic energy. I was here for it, though. He <laughs> was just riding a wave of, uh, of emotion there for sure. I'm glad that he took that out as well, to be honest. And Yun Yu Jung. Oh, my God, I love her. Best Supporting Actress for Minari. And she forgives you for not pronouncing her name correctly. Did I? Am I that statistic? Oh, God. <laughs> she was so good. Like, yeah, she was brilliant. I mean. And flirting with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she was all of us in that moment. Yeah. Swooning over Brad. Where yeah. were you when we were filming? I, I, nice to meet you, Brad Pitt. It's just bloody brilliant. I think a lot of the top categories, they were absolutely right. I think they chose the absolute right winners. And it was, some of them were really tough categories. Mm. I am with you there. I am not that I can recall upset with any winners. No. Yeah. It, it's Usually there's massive upsets and there's an uproar. Mm. And But this year I feel very, very content. 
And my beef is with the telecast itself, not yeah. not the winners, yeah. clearly. It seems like people had beef with Anthony Hopkins winning, though. But I, if you've mm. seen The Father, you just know that yeah. he was so deserved of that award. He brought everything and it's a career-defining performance. Career-defining performance and 30 years after he won his last Oscar for The Science of the Lambs. Yeah. Pretty extraordinary that his career has seen so many decades and all that work he's done in between. Mm. And then for him in his early 80s to win an Oscar and be considered the best actor of the year. It's yep. just amazing. But, yes, you need to see that film. Another disappointment, going mm. back to best original songs, I so, so, so wanted Husevik from Eurovision, the story of Fire and Saga to win best original song because it's a beautiful song. Is it, I've not seen the film. It's on Netflix, isn't what? it? Yeah, I haven't. I know. It's good fun. You should Judge watch away. it. Judge away. Watch it. I mean, it's not Oscar worthy, but the song – was beautiful and yeah. I really, really wanted it to win. The town of Husevik even did an Oscars campaign. Did they? They did. Oh, it's I love so that. cute. Uh, talking about um, music and sound, Best mm. Sound was won by Sound of Metal, which is a brilliant film on Amazon Prime at the mm. moment. Yeah. A very deserved win. Uh, that film communicated so effectively the experience of losing one's hearing and in how the world would sound to them. Uh, I think it was an incredibly powerful, important element of this film and a deserved winner. Very deserved. And speaking of visual effects, Mm. Tenet. No surprise there. I'd completely forgotten that they were nominated, but it makes sense. It's funny. It's like, you know, there are those films where no one really rated it, but it makes all this money and then it's like, oh, my God, so Tenet is an Oscar-winning film. In the rightful category, yeah, but it still stings. It definitely wasn't going to win Best Sound. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if it was nominated in there? I was just about to ask, is it nominated? No, it wasn't. That would have been the biggest joke of the year. Oh, God, the sound. The sound mixing. Disaster. (laughs) Um, Best Film Editing. One Mm. of my favourite moments of the night was Harrison Ford so nonchalantly. Like, doesn't he look like he just doesn't want to be there, like, ever? Every engagement he has, you just tell but, he doesn't want to be there. But that's his thing. I know. And, and it's I love so it. good. It's so good. And I just loved him sharing um, his own notes from a screening of Blade Runner, sharing his notes about, I don't understand this and we need to cut this, whatever. And it was just interesting. Uh, in hindsight, this is a mm. classic film that has been re-edited three times. There's all these different director's cuts, final mm. cuts, whatever. So that's a bit ironic. But it's kind of like, yeah, the, the big task in editing a film and telling that story through that language and art uh, it's interesting to, for him to have shared that anecdote with us. So in wrapping things up, Lee, mm. what are you hoping to see in the Oscars for 2022? Bring back the best original song performances. Absolutely. I want to see them brought to life on stage. Mm-hmm. Give us a freaking host. Yep. Bring. We'll host it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Academy Awards. <laughs> Lee and Tim. Aim high, kids. Hey, look, we're no Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I'll take them in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't have us... Go with Tina and Amy. <laughs> we'll allow it. Yeah. Also, let's put it back into the Dolby Theatre. Yes, please. Yeah. And and put the curtains over the damn windows. Too light, too bright. Let's bring the sheen back into the shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and put the fucking steady cam down. Put it on a rig. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <gasps> oh, and no wiki wiki. Bring back the orchestra. You know what I mean by wiki wiki, don't you? Yeah. Okay, good. You're just looking at me like... Oh, you Wikipedia? Won't stop, you won't... <laughs> He won't stop wiki wikiing. Wiki wiki wild wild west. <laughs> That's what we want to see next year. So let's get on to it. You have got less time, Academy, to get that all together. Get your shit together, but we have faith. Yeah. We do have 
faith. And with that, that is our Oscars 2021 wrap-up. We love it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We love the winners. The telecast, not so much, but we've shared our constructive criticism for the Academy. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Come and join in the conversation. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.